BTBT is back at it, and this time we find ourselves in Lower Manhattan at One Mile House, located at 10 Delancey Street, New York, New York. Delancey Street is one of the main thoroughfares of New York City's Lower East Side, running from the street's western terminus at Bowery to its eastern end at FDR Drive. It's an iconic street that has been referenced numerous times, music, films, TV shows, including... Uh, most importantly, a 1983 episode of The A-Team titled The Out-of-Towners, which was centered around an extortion racket operating on Delancey Street. How about that shit, huh? Fantastic. Uh, Delancey Street is named after James Delancey Sr., whose farm was located in what is now the Lower East Side. He served as Chief Justice, Lieutenant Governor, and Acting Colonial Governor of the Province of New York. One Mile House is one of the fine establishments on this historic street that we are very glad to be at today, and the goons are rolling deep. Perry, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good, actually. And uh, we got we got one of the OG goons back after a little bit of hiatus. Pete, how you doing? I'm fantastic. The Mexican Godfather is back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> and uh, we have a very very special guest, sir. Please please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is uh, Jarrett Leary, uh, one of the owners and proprietors of One Mile House. Excellent, excellent. So I mean, you know, let's jump right into it. You guys say that you know. This place exhibits the soul of a Prohibition-era watering hole. Can, yeah. you, can you tell us, what, yeah. what does that mean for you guys? I mean, basically, when we got started, um, obviously everyone's looking for a name for a bar. So you kind of right. go through the history, you go through all that stuff. And um, we found out that One Mile House was this old pre-Prohibition bar that was kind of like really eclectic. It was actually on Rivington, which is right around the corner. Okay. And there used to be politicians and... Derelicts, and it was like the, the, the original <laughs> Studio 54, basically. And um, for politicians and stuff, it was further enough from City Hall to do all their back-end deals, but close enough that they could travel by horse and buggy to get here. Um, so the thing, One Mile House comes, there was a, a mile marker, which is the one mile marker from City Hall. So that's how they got the name, and we just took it. Pretty cool. Yeah, that is pretty cool. And now, how did how did you initially get involved in One Mile House? Um, I have been in the business for a good amount of years. Um, it was a partner of mine. Uh, owns a couple bars. Kind of found the space, and you know, it was my next. I worked for him, so uh, it was my next step, I guess if you want to say. Um, going from bar back to bartender to server to manager, whatever, whatnot. And I just really wanted to be in this industry, so. As approached, and here we are. You know. Wow! Excellent. Rest is history, right? Rest is living history. Yes. <laughs> so, so taking taking a, a step a little bit further back. So, how did you first get into craft beer? Um, I think when you get into this industry, you're kind of pulled in a certain direction, whether it's fine dining or wine or cocktails or beer. And like for me, it was always beer. And it started at a young age. Uh, I grew up right outside of Philly, and there's like a really iconic Philly bar. It's, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Monk's Cafe is okay. like oh, yeah. one of yeah. the, yep. the best on the planet. Right on. Um, I was about 18 years old, and my sister used to work in in, uh, in Center City, and they would go there for happy hours, and I would go and meet them. My I always say my ID was a lot better than my taste for beer at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I would go there, and I, that's where I had my first Duval, and it was like, mind-blowing you know and you moved on to the other belgians like lucifer and chimay and mm -hmm. you know i think i had all of them that day because i was just kind of like you know i had only had you know your light macros and stuff like that right. so um it was mind. it was opening like mind opening and you know you go to college and 
you go back to your roots of drinking crap beer and you know, natty ice and party and stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, then 21, I moved down to DC, and the famous Brick Skeller was around, and right. I used to love that bar because they had, I think they were quoted as having Guinness Book of World Records for most beers in a bar. Wow! I think they had well over a thousand. They had one of those old school beer bibles that they would just plopped out in front of you, and again i didn't really know what i was doing so you literally just like close your eyes open up a page and, and just point it out <laughs> and, order that. and if they had it in stock they would give it to you you know so wow and then it kind of refined my taste a little bit there and you know moving to new york you know you take whatever job you can get when you know you're in the bar industry and finally landed at like a beer bar and just kind of just kept pursuing my interest in it and uh when i got my chance to open up my own place i was like we're going beer and we're gonna that's go, awesome you know, we're gonna go as hard as we can sweet absolutely so what do you find the most, and maybe you kind of answered, but what do you find the most rewarding aspect of, of doing all this? Um, I don't, I think it's a lot of things, but I think like the most rewarding thing is like you put together a great list or, you know, a great food menu and you have guests sitting at a table and you see smiles on their face and they're thoroughly enjoying what you're picking out, what you're providing, your atmosphere, everything. Like, it sounds like stupid and cliche, but like. Smiles on people's faces is what makes it rewarding. You know? So I, I work in the industry also, mm -hmm. and I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Just I mean, it's, 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 it's incredible. Like, mm -hmm. you do, like, we just did an event recently, and, you know, you curate this list, and you have people coming up being like, this is such a great list, you know, this is such a great time, and, you know, service is impeccable, and, right. you know, food is on point, and, you know, it matches with the beer, and, like, that's all, like, thought out so far in advance that when it does come together and you see it as a success... You're like, it's beautiful. This, this is what makes it worth it. Yeah. You know? So on the flip side, what, what's the most challenging aspect of it all? The total opposite of that. Total when you see, when you see frowns. people? Yeah. When somebody pissed off. <laughs> when you, you, do you, all you, that you, you read that make... bad review on Yelp. Yeah, I, I try not to read those because... <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of assholes on Yelp, let's yeah, be honest. This is a platform for really nice people and assholes. There's a lot of assholes <laughs> in general that come out to eat, but I don't want to go any deeper. <laughs> you try, you know, like you, you try to... You know, in the beginning, when you're you're new to, you're you're trying to please everybody. You mm -hmm. know, and they, you know, you can't do everything well, and you think you can do everything well. Right. And when someone tells you you're not, you're lacking in a certain area. It's business, but it's personal. So you know, you take person personal challenges with that, and you, you kind of, you know, you're upset when someone's mad right. at your business. And sometimes you're wrong. Like sometimes the, the the reviews are valid. You know, like if the food wasn't cooked right, and like you were there that day and you saw that food, like. You got to own up to it too. Yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, with every day, you're, you're gonna have a really good day. You're gonna have hopefully no bad days, but you do. <laughs> it happens. It always happens. There's, you, you can't, know, you can't the, please everybody. The personal uh, side of error is always there. You know, you're dealing with. There's only so much. Things. Only so much you can see. Yeah. And in a day, so, you can't be everywhere. Yeah. So try to be omnipresent, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. it doesn't work that way. So now, when you're you're curating the beer list here. Mm -hmm. What 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 do you, what do you generally look for? Like what what are what are the breweries that are exciting you? The styles, the flavors. Oof, it changed. I mean, I think that's one of the best things too. Is it changes all the time. Like, you know, I was having a conversation the other day about hazy IPAs and stuff, and it's like, you know, we've been open for just over six years, and four years ago, if you told me someone's going to put an IPA in a can, or five years ago, people would be like, why would you ever do that? Right. You know, only Bud Light comes in a can, or you know, or stuff like that. Like. <laughs> Like, just the thought of that, you know. Um, but what, going back to the question, like, having, the, like, the list, it's like, you want balance. 
you want stouts in the summer, you want saisons in the winter, you want like or wheat beers or whatever it may be um, in the winter. I think you should always have a balanced list, you know, unless you're doing like an event that is literally taking up every tap that you have. That's all sours or stouts or right. IPAs and whatnot. But you know, there's that that line like there's a beer for everybody. There really is, and mm-hmm. you know, if you're a beer bar and you have a large tap list, you should be able to provide that service for anyone that comes in. So now, currently, do you feel that um, the guests who come in here are they gravitating towards certain styles? Is it kind of in line? I mean, IPA is king, you know, yeah. like, and it always has been like since I've opened. Um, you definitely the juicy, you know, like yeah. the, those buzzwords of juicy and hazy, and that's running rampant right now. And you know, it's it's a great style, you know, it has its place, but. When you get like your Belgians, pale ales, and your saisons, kind of your international brands sit up there for a little longer than you know other beers. It's you know it's people are fear of missing out. They they want what they want at that particular time. You know. Do you ever wonder if if IPAs will get overtaken eventually by something else in the industry? No. I I, no. I, I don't think they will. <laughs> but yeah. I, I'll say this: I'm a hophead too, so I, that's why I say no. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, I I don't think they will, but I'm surprised how much like the sours have shot up i mean like they're extremely when it's made right it's actually pretty good you know i I, I never thought i was really gonna enjoy it and then i found one or two that i actually like it's one of those it's it's a i want to say it's a polarizing style but it's from what you grow up used to you know like sours were introduced i think to the mainstream public like five years ago or, or whatnot and then you had your your you know beer geeks you know and stuff like that that are really into it and then it's it's completely gone crazy now i mean it's an old old style but like we always have sours up now and i remember when like having my first sour i was like this is bullshit like, <laughs> i am not drinking this the same beer. way it's, it's really sour and, yeah like, it's it's off i mean that's the whole terminology I'm, of it it's an off beer the one reference um, we had somebody said that it reminded them of bile yeah I, mean, yeah. Some of them, I remember that remember, that was the first show that, we was, ever did. that was back on our yeah. first show <laughs> And they were pouring, I won't name the brewery, uh, but they were pouring a sour oh, from the yeah. brewery and they were like, this, this, this tastes like bile. Well, yeah, you have ones that like smell and, I, and they're being polite. They're saying baby diaper. It's just a nice <laughs> yeah. way to say shit. It smells like fecal matter. You know, like it smells like shit. But like some of them, like the smell, you know, it's, it's what anything, like the smell is predominantly what you taste and what you, you know, your, your initial reaction to a beer. But sometimes when you drink those beers, they don't, they don't taste like shit. They right. taste amazing. Right. But. Yeah. I mean, if they're done well, then they're done well. I mean, I've, I've, my appreciation for sours has grown a lot since the first time I had it. I, first one I had it, I was just like, this this is disgusting. Yeah. And then, you know, had a couple of different ones. I expanded, tried, di- you know, tried different varieties made by different breweries. And I really can respect the well-made sour. I can enjoy, I, I can't do many of them in a sitting, but but I, I can respect a well-made sour. This man over here, though, this guy's a sour fanatic. Sour fanatic. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely actually do session days of sour after sour. I regret it that night when all the heartburn kicks in. Oh my god! But, uh, I was say like, but I mean, a I was bit more than heartburn. I mean, too. I was like everybody else. Though, you know, my, my first few, I was like, oh, this is too much. What is this? You know, but I've always liked vinegary things, you know, food wise. Yeah. So the transition was actually a lot easier for me between the sour and the vinegar flavors I already liked, which you know, it was kind of the same deal with IPAs. You know, like I liked spicy things. I liked really intense things. So you know, for the people that like you know, the hottest wings or the whatever, you're more likely to get into it quicker, I feel like. And for everybody else, you know, you just got to find the, the stepping stones find everybody needs. Spot. You yeah. find that one beer that, like, kind of 
totally makes you go for it. And once you like, like I can tell you the sour that made me like sours. And it was the uh, Bacor, like Cuvée de Jacobin Rouge. And I think that's a good starter sour for everybody if you want to try sours. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's enough of everything. And it's, such, it's a Flanders red, which I think is the most approachable sour. It's, it's over the top. It's tart. And, but, like, I went through, like, you know, having this spice and having a beer bar, I was like, what's this sour thing? And, and I just crushed sours for, like, a year. Wow. And I didn't, like, necessarily love them, you know, in the beginning. And I just kind of muscled them down. And then all of a sudden, it's like, it's like anything with a baseball swing or a golf swing or, you know, anything. Like, something just clicks. And you're like, oh, yeah. that's what it is, you know? <laughs> yep. And then, like, hops, like, Prima Pills was my first, like introduction to hoppy beer you know like you're wow. drinking prima pilsner it's an extra hoppy pilsner and you're like what is that bitterness to it and then all of a sudden you're like you have an ipa and they're like oh and then you go to a double ipa and then you go and then now yeah. it's like every like thousand ibu beers and, you know <laughs> it's the same i think natural progression with any kind of trying to sophisticate your palate or just go down that hole you, you find a flavor that you like and you just want more. Yeah, wrong with it's it. like being yep. American. You just yeah. want more. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> bigger, bigger, better, better. We're a bunch of better, gluttonous better, bastards. You know? huh? <laughs> so we're a bunch of gluttonous bastards. Yeah. We, now we are, but hey, <laughs> it's, it's America, all right? It's ingrained in us. So, you know, we're, we're in the midst of NYC Beer Week. So a two-part question. One, mm-hmm. locally, what, what are some of the breweries that are really kind of wowing you at the moment? There's so many. There Man, is. Forgive me for not mentioning breweries. a lot of the good ones, but like... You know, I'm going to con- consistently go back to six years ago when we opened and, and just because I remember how things were in this industry and trying to make New York a great beer town. And, you know, the OGs, the Blind Tiger, the Gate, like all those guys, you know, were doing something amazing when they opened, you know, like really setting the pace for everybody. And when I opened, I was like, only if I could be as good as those guys, you know, or right. only if I could, you know. And then you just go and the New York beer scene was so small. It was Six Point. It was Brooklyn. It was mm-hmm. Chelsea. It was you know, you know. I don't forgive me for for not remembering, but now it's like it's you're bombarded by so Exploded. many breweries, you know. And, They're everywhere. And you were friends with these people before they opened their breweries. Some of the people, you know, and, and you're constantly like curating a list became that much harder locally because you always want to represent your hometown. And uh, but the short of it, like Love Barrier, um, yeah, have always loved Barrier since the day they opened. Uh, we have a beer with them called Daddy Warbucks. They made for our second anniversary, which nice. very good beer has turned into yeah, it's turned into a monster. It's, it's it's a phenomenal imperial take on their their money IPA, right. which was one of my favorite beers from them. Um, I think LIC is doing great things. Yeah, Finback's doing great yeah. things. I think Interboro's doing great things. I mean, oh, yeah. We talk about haze and actually having bitterness. I mean, those guys are you know they're all doing it. Interboro's um, really like come a long way though yeah. I think um, yeah good Fifth brewery. Hammer I mean those guys just came on the scene Kuzume is a yeah. phenomenal adventurous brewer and yeah I'm glad that he's got his shake oh, uh, I love when he, when he whips out the saxophone too yeah and he's course. jamming out in the brewery <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's so many I, I, I hope I'm, you know I'd like to talk about everybody but yeah those are a couple that just pop into my head right now Sure, and now, KCBC. and now, yeah. oh, KCBC, them too, awesome, yeah, yeah, shout out to KCBC, and 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 beyond New York, what about outside of New York? What are some breweries that? Uh, I mean, I'm gonna probably rep some of my my Philly area guys because that's where I'm sure. from. Tired Hands, yeah, right? nice. Cannot go wrong um, with Tired Hands. Forest and Maine. If you guys haven't had, checked those guys out, they're a little small guy, killing it. I mean, like, 
I was just at the brewery right before the Philadelphia Eagles won the Super Bowl. Hey, yo. Um, yeah. <laughs> I wondering how long we were going to get to that, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, huge fan. Did you go to the parade? Um, I did go to the parade. Yes. Nice. 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 Everything. I'm glad they beat the Patriots. Uh, as a Pittsburgher, we yeah. were happy for that as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've been a miserable Philly fan my whole entire life. and. <laughs> I'm one of the good ones. I don't vomit on children. So, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so you know, it was it was great. And the day before, I went down home to watch it with family. And and uh, the Saturday beforehand, hit Forest and Maine, hit Tired Hands, and um, outside there's so many like it's you know um, things that you can't get here. I guess you could say you know yeah. Um, that's what you want, right? The things that you can't like just order off of a, a spreadsheet. Um, That's the thing. Yeah. When we saw a focal banger, we we're like, "Yeah, oh shit, yeah, yeah." And that's that's those guys. And I got the last one. Hey, you did get the last one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, heady those guys. I mean, Hill Farmstead. I mean, how can you not mention them? They're voted the best brewery every year. Um, I didn't mention the other half, but the New York guys. Oh, that's yeah. kind of oh, nice. Other half's like the staple. It's already no. I'm, I'm, I'm like, still thinking about the last it. question. I'm not <laughs> thinking about the new question. Like, who did I miss out from New York? Um, the uh, yeah, I mean, Three Floyds. Like, love those three, guys. Yeah. We have a bottle of Behemoth oh, yeah. here. Love Three um, Floyds as well. Zombie does permanent funeral. Oh, Zombie does is killer. Is killer. Um, small guys from California, like Society. I don't know if anyone's even. Uh, oh, Society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do like saisons, right? They do saisons. Do IPAs. They do a lot of stuff. I had. My first GABF experience, they were like a year old, and I was having Pliny for the first time when draft. Wow. And um, I had like their pupil IPA, and it was like, whoa, this is just as good. You know, like, holy shit. And I don't know. Yeah, so moving on, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I could keep going and going There's and going and going. So and wanna, many good beers. I, I want to keep this podcast under five hours. Oh, <laughs> no. Good luck. Hey, we got beer. We're good. <laughs> So, um, so a little bit about one mile. So, how, how many taps do you guys? Thirty. Have here? Thirty taps. We do do three nice. permanent. We have one nitrogen line. Um, we have capabilities to do more, but I think one's enough for sure. constantly rotating. We have twenty-seven that rotate constantly. So wow. One kicks onto the next one. You know. That's awesome. Um, and yeah. which are the three? That are the, which are the three permanents? Um, it's it's style preference. So it's it's uh, our pilsner is Victory Prima Pils because mm-hmm. it has a. Here, spot in my heart for getting me on the hops. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Allagash White, which is quintessential Belgian, mm-hmm. you know, wheat in America. I think it's done the, one of the, you know, one of the people that does the best. And then Bell's Too Hearted, which is, you know, yes, old school <clears throat> classic. Absolutely. American Can't go wrong made, with that. IPA, like, yeah. So. And and I know you guys carry carry bottles and you carry cans. Mm-hmm. Roughly at any given time, what would you estimate? How many, you know. Bottles and cans, would you guys have available on premises? Yeah, I think around 60. Wow. They can go up to 70. I mean, a lot of bottles, like, we don't do IPAs in bottles. We don't do anything that's going to be perishable. So it's mostly sellable beers. So you get your Imperial Stouts. You get your Sours. So you have some Iconic. You know. What's that? Iconic you had as yeah, well. Yeah, we have Bex some of their and... stuff, like their Imperial Stout we have on in a bottle right now. And the pressure of trying to sell a hoppy beer in a bottle when you have a 30-line draft system yeah, is no. hard. You know, and why even just do it? It's I mean, we'll impossible, get can, like, right? We'll get like, the latest can release from a brewery here or there that's doing... But it's one case, and, and that's you know, it. we, we right. try to Once get it done, out, you're done. out the yeah. door. Um, God forbid you sit on that for yeah, too long. Exactly. And then you're not doing any justice to yourself or the brewery or right. Or your customer. Yeah. customer exactly. More of a wink-wink, none judged for the locals, right? 
Sorry? Like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge for the locals. Yeah, exactly. Well, some stuff is too hard to pass up, too. You know, like, if they're not putting it in kegs, then they're going to put it in cans, and you want a piece of that action, you know? Absolutely. You want to make sure your customers get it. And now, and, and some of the beers you guys have, you allow customers to do growler fills, right? I do. If Like, we used to do our own growlers. Like, we provide it here that you can, you know, purchase when you do the growler. I think the growlers have definitely gone away a bit. You know, I saw it. Um... The crowlers, if you have a crowling station, like, yeah. you know, bars like Hops Hill and stuff like that, they have yeah. crowlers and Top Hops right down the, down the road has them. And I think that's the better way to go if you're doing that service. Um, we're not a bottle shop, but if you bring in a growler, we'll definitely, we'll definitely give you beer. As long Shit. as the brewery permits it. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now you guys also, you guys obviously you do, do food and you do cocktails as well, right? Yes. Um, cocktail menu, we, uh, our staff here. It's a shout out to our staff. It's one of the most amazing on the planet. Um, all of us have been here for multiple years. We have a couple of guys on staff, Kevin and Megan, who have been here since day one. Wow. Um, it's over six years dealing with me is a, a really big task. Um, <laughs> and, uh, these, uh, we appreciate an honest man. Uh, yeah. It's, um, but uh, I just forgot the question. Um, <laughs> um, you still went to the beer, that's why. Yeah, yeah exactly. no, I think yeah. we were talking about um, a co- you guys serve cocktails. Oh, yeah, cocktails. Yeah, 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 So uh, our staff. You um, forgot the question. I, for- I forgot the question. <laughs> <laughs> I brought up a couple beers, so we have uh, some excuses. That's the problem. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Good beers. Problem. No, but our a, good, staff, a good problem to have. <laughs> it's kind of a collective effort, you know, um, that they kind of put together the cocktail menu. And. It's, you know, it, we trial and error. We try to rotate it every three months and try to use really good ingredients, fresh ingredients that we make. You know, syrups are always made in our kitchen. And, oh, wow. Um, Do you guys have a signature drink? We, I guess. I don't, like, no, not really. I mean, we have a couple that move. We have, like, a Giggle Juice, a vodka base, you know, peace puree kind of cocktail that kind of stays on the menu longer. Okay. Um, we have a Cactus Caliente, which is, like, a tequila, spicy drink that, that really good. that really does well in the summer so we always try to bring that one back but mostly it's like we're just challenging ourselves to make more ideas you know something like we keep track of it so if something doesn't move you're kind of like why didn't it move did we you know we kind of maybe messed up here or there or you know maybe just people weren't into it you right. know maybe the season wasn't right for this particular fruit or or, or you know or pairing and so you so, guys put a lot of thought into every single detail we try you know like you try not like you try, if you get regulars you, when they come back and if they're, if they're experimental. I mean, it's like beer. You got to kind of switch it up on people. Like, right. you want people to be interesting, you know. And the customers are so smart, and it's not days where it's dive bar. You know, like there's a place for it. Trust me. And but like if they're coming, you know, I feel like if they're coming here. Like, you want them to expand. You know, that you want them to taste different things. You want them to show or be, appreciate like us trying to wow them you know what i mean right. so by changing things up and constantly trying to do a new thing i feel like it's our challenge for them to do and hopefully they enjoy it awesome no Sarah, that's that's a, that's a pretty good question pretty good answer to to the question that i forgot uh <laughs> <laughs> let's open up another beer so we have more excuses. Like, can, can we at least talk about what the hell we've sure. been drinking oh yeah we, we yeah actually we're, we're great... blowing right through these yeah and, and I, it's just like I can't yeah. even tell you. We, we need to pause for a public service announcement. Uh, That's true. Yeah, okay, we should we should go through these. Uh, the more you know. The more you know. Yeah, we should go through these uh, these beers because we have a lot of really good beers on the table right now. 
whatever, what are we drinking right now? Is this the... Uh, the Bet. So the Bet was yes. uh, made at Barry Brewing Company, and it was a collaboration between Carton, Interbarrel, and Other Half. Jesus Christ. Great Barrier, which is Great kind breweries. of... Uh, I think Bet is a reference to poker, so they're kind of all in. I think they all did one at their brewery. Oh, okay, that um, makes I think All sense. In might be one of the titles of one of the breweries. Yeah, nice. I think the Other Half breweries. is releasing, like, Rake It In or something. Yes, Rake, Rake it, in. it In. I think Carton might be All In or Interbarrow's All In, and then there's, a, like, a re-raise or something like that. I think yes. the other one. Um, it's kind of fun. That's, that's pretty, pretty cool. Anybody want to play cards? Yeah, like, this one's yeah. nice and light. <laughs> I'll take your money. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, like um, how this one's light, but there's still a lot of flavor at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't hit you over the head like you'd expect, yeah. It's just solid bitterness. Yeah, um, I actually like this one a little better. We haven't opened that one up yet. Uh, Secure the bag, which is the other half uh, barrier collab that was made in Barrier. Um, I just tried this literally before we came on to this podcast. Nice, I think it's great. And this is the first one we uh, had the first here, one right? We had was a uh, prospect by Foley Brothers. I was just up in Vermont. Now, uh, did you have any plan for us to drink any in any order, or you just? No, I just figured I would grab four good hobby beers. Let's go. And then <laughs> these are pretty good beers. Yeah, I really is, like uh, Foley uh, Foley Brothers. Yeah, yeah that was tasty. Yeah. I like that a lot. Absolutely. The Fair Maiden is awesome. What is it? Nine pieces of silver. I think we're nine pieces or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the title of it right now. Yeah, I really like the Fair Maiden. Fair yeah, Maiden is very nice, beer. beautiful beer. Um, but yeah, like you know, I don't get up to Vermont very often, but I was literally just up there like last weekend and hit a bottle shop and picked up you know this and we have uh, another one from Burlington Beer Company which is I always call it wizard but it's a really longer title it's complicated being a wizard so <laughs> it must double be. IPA well, there's like it's, a Portugal the Man song, song named that or something <laughs> so and then we got two big boys on the end is our sour and our barley wine behemoth uh, from Three Floyds and uh, Vigaron from Campion we got all our bases yeah. covered yeah, yeah. This, like this might be a long one if you like sour, you're saying that's what she said. Hi, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, great. That was the public service announcement. The more you yes, know, yeah, pe- yeah. Pe- pe- people are educated now. So, tell us a little bit about the happy hour around here. What's, what's, what's uh, happy hour like at One Mile House? Um, happy hour's good. You know, we're a little tucked away from, you know, businesses and stuff like that, and, you know, but we have our core regulars and, and, People that are into craft beer, especially after a beer event, happy yeah. hours definitely peak if they couldn't go to the event the night before. Um, we do discounts, obviously. We do five hour pours of plethora of beers. Normally it's around six to eight out of the 30 that are on tap. Um, uh, you know, your, your wine specials, your liquor specials, and stuff like that. So, um, But it's nice, it sets up the day really, really well. And yeah. Brings you right into the good night. What time do you guys open? We open, for the, the most part, at 3 p.m. Okay. during the week. Um, one during the weekends and Sunday, like Saturday, Sunday. Right. Uh, we close at 4 a.m. every 4 single 4 a.m. closing? Yeah. I'm assuming so, you're not here at that point. <laughs> it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, not so much now, but in the beginning, I mean, you're 80, 100-hour weeks, and yeah. it's, it's a real thing. Um, Fun life. But it is. Like, you have to, you're trying to nurture something, and you... And make sure you you don't want to leave box. because you don't want to miss anything. Yeah, That's exactly. the problem. And then your family has to be very tolerable. Thank oh, you, wife. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, but it's uh, yeah, and it's but it, it gets easier. You know, once all your protocols, all your your checks and balances are in place, right. it gets a little easier. You're doing the same thing every day. It it's, takes time, mm-hmm. but but yeah, I mean, it's a labor of love. So you got to put the love in in order to get yeah, you went no. out of it. 
For sure, for sure. And now in, in the limited time that you have when you're not here, like mm-hmm. what are some things you like to do outside of the whole one mile world? Not drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> no, I still drink beer when I'm off. But um, no, you know, it's like I love hanging out with my family. I mean, I have a seven-year-old boy, Jarrett, same name as me. Uh, my beautiful wife, Michelle. I just, just being able to like decompress and hang out in the apartment and just chill out is like, one of the, the saving graces of my life. Um, not to get too cheesy, I'm done with that. No, so, uh, no, why not? no, no, but like it, it is like that. And, you know, I saw a tear doing some. Yeah, <laughs> it's, the beer splashed on me when I opened it. Um, <laughs> the, uh, no, it's. <laughs> um, but yeah, like getting away, traveling. I mean, it's happening a little bit more now that the bars are running up and, and up to speed, and so. Yeah, I mean, it's just chilling out, like decompressing is the biggest, sure. biggest thing. It's trying to, you know, get your mind back to zero and not try to worry about so much. And that's probably the best thing to do when you're outside the business. And um, so you guys, you guys regularly host events here as well? We do. I mean, we try to do at least one a month, bare minimum. Um, sometimes they come a little more frequently. Sometimes there's a little bit more of a gap. Uh we have our staples that we do every year. We do a pig roast in August every year, which wow. is basically we roast a couple of pigs, we put them out in the back patio, we do a bunch of sides, all the food is for free. It's like our give back to everybody. That's awesome. Come in, eat one of us, you know, wow. we do a bunch of cans and buckets and we try to make it like a backyard Where barbecue. My phone, what day is this? Um, <laughs> just follow the Facebook, you'll, uh, you'll see all the events get posted on there. Um, we do a sour event every year where we pretty much take 27 sours and put them on draft. Wow. That happens in May. Got to tell Justin oh, yeah. about that. smile on his face. I, mean, I, I missed that. I was here in February before I moved up here, and then I moved up in June. So. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or July, rather. We've done it for, I think, four years. This will be our fifth year doing it, or our fourth year doing it. I can't really remember right now. Put that but, on the um, calendar now. <laughs> yeah, we crush it. We try to like give you a really great variety of... The sour beer just isn't tart fruit Atlantics or uses it's it can be ipas it can be stouts it can be saisons and barrel aging and everything like the whole gamut so we like it's one of my one of my events that i start planning like the day after the event's over the year wow. prior and just hoarding kegs and you know and really calling in a lot of favors <laughs> for people to get me like their good stuff so this year's list is really shaping up look out for it on facebook because it's going to be a good one um we also do a hot dog event every year. This is our chef's event. Chef Rob has been with us for years, and uh, we can talk later. He's a partner in a new venture that we're doing. Um, it's his kind of time to shine. He is a connoisseur of tubed meats, and yeah. <laughs> all different. Like we do at least thirty different hot dogs, and they're made to order. We bring all the condiments and the kitchen station out to the patio, and he's literally out there the whole entire time. Just you bring what you want, and he makes it for you right there on the spot. Wow. wow. It's, it's, it's a really cool event. And, again, that's like sometimes you bring in a brewery. Like actually, we're bringing Single Cut, another great New York brewery. Oh, yeah. Shout out um, to Single Cut. We did an event with them like two days prior. Action Bronson. Oh, yeah, the bearded one. Love <laughs> <laughs> me some Bronson. Um, so we did with them last year. We did an event like two days prior, and then that carried over into our event on Saturday. Um, other than that, we, you know, you're trying to think outside the box with certain things. It's, it's easy to do a tap taker, right? It's necessary to do a tap taker, but you know, you try to get something clever. Try not to be too clever, but you know, like we did an Allagash event 
a couple of years ago where um, we got miracle berries. Miracle berries is this fruit indigenous to Eastern Africa that like kind of flips your palate upside down. Oh, oh shit. It's literally yeah, like a hallucinogenic for your tongue. Oh, oh nice. yes. So we found these things online and they're completely FDA approved, I think. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No one got poisoned, no one died. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> so right, yeah. we partnered up with Allagash, and they're phenomenal with sours. And um, we picked four sours, and we picked four pieces of food. Like, we did, like, a piece of goat cheese. We did, nice. like, a lemon. And in between that, you took this dehydrated miracle berry, and it lasts for about, like, 20 minutes, and it flips your palate. So anything that's sour turns sweet. Oh, shit. So wow. then if you grab a lemon and you eat it, it tastes like a sweet tart or like a sugar stick or something like that. Wow. So we did this like Allagash Miracle Berry Kool-Aid test or, you know. That's pretty cool. <laughs> that is awesome, yeah. It was like a really fun, cool event. People really appreciate it. It was like, you know, you have them. So we set up four individual things. We took the Miracle Berry. Then we had the second four. And you just appreciate how everything changed. And right. these things got completely flipped upside down. And sometimes That's they awesome. didn't, you know. That's but. pretty cool. I would like to try some of these miracle right? berries. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. I think we did that once. Oh, no, that's not. That's another show. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, what's this? Oh, yeah, what are we pouring now? Out? This is Secure the Bag. So this is the other half barrier collab made in Barrier Brewing Company. Yeah, you know, other half is definitely another one of those breweries doing really big things. And they make great beer. And, you know, now because when they expanded operations... There's less of a wait for people to go there, but it's still pretty sizable. But it, it's interesting because I tell people all the time, like, yes, other half is great, no question. But you don't necessarily need to wait online in New York to get great beer. Right. Yeah. So Although I'll say you, you say this every show. I do. And like every other week, I bring you stuff that I walked right up and picked up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. He does. He brings it. He, uh, the last show, we were drinking uh, some other half that he brought. And look, they do great beer. I'm not going to deny it. Other half makes fantastic beer. But um, there's so many, so many good breweries, and it's interesting to think that before 2012, you know, in New York, I mean, you could count on one hand more or less, and now it's just exploding. I mean, every everywhere there's breweries popping up, especially now, obviously Brooklyn, but in Queens, there's so many breweries coming up this year. You know, Queens Brewery, McKellar at uh, City Field. Um, Let's go City Evil Field. Twin, yeah. Let's go Mets. Sorry. Let's go Mets. Yeah. I'm a Phillies fan. Remember. <laughs> Show's over. We're, we're coming around. We're coming back around. Should yeah, I mean, I, I can't really say anything about the pirates, so I'm out of that story. Yeah. <laughs> so, along those lines, what do you feel One Mile's contribution is and their value is to the whole craft beer scene? Obviously, in general, but specifically to New York, how, you know, that importance of having a place like this. Yeah. Well, that's a good question. That's a hard question. A, that is a hard question. I heard it. I was like, oh, this guy's done. <laughs> I was trying to think of where you were going the whole entire time. And then I'm like, all right. Uh, I rambled a little, I think, but I mean well. Yeah, no, <laughs> I, I get it. I, listen, I think, you know, we're known for being a craft beer bar. And I think the long and short is that there's a lot of people in this industry that give a lot of heart and take a lot of time to make great beer. And I think... For us to be able to showcase that, I think, is amazing. And I kind of think we fit that niche where, you know, there's a lot of guys making the product. Well, all we're doing is serving it. You right. know what I mean? And, and serving it hopefully exactly the way that they want us to serve it. But uh, I guess it's just reach, too. It's 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 people that come in here. They want they want beer. They don't know what they're getting half the time when they come in. Let's, 
check beer menus or on tap and stuff like that, which we regulate in uh, real time. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's yeah, I think it's the, I think it's just being able to serve great things that are made in your backyard, and it's a homage to people that work really hard to do this, you know, and their livelihoods depend on it. And um, it's a lot of effort. it's hard to make beer. If you guys ever made beer, like. I mean, a lot of it's cleaning, majority of it's cleaning, but it, right. it's hard work and it's, you know, it, I think it says something when someone has an idea to make something and then they make it and then they're right, like, yeah. all right, let's put it out there and hopefully people like it, you know, right. just that alone is, is ballsy, it you is. know, and I think we got the easy part. All we're doing is tapping a keg and pouring it through our spout and right. giving it to people. And then we'll convince them sometimes if they, they didn't like it, but we'll try to make them like it. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I think that's the, the, the small of it, yeah. Now yeah. the, the majority of the stuff you get, you have to go through your your distributors, right? Yeah, you have to like always go through a distributor. It's a it's a three tier system. It's prohibition laws that right. we have to adhere to today. Like you can't just go directly to Interbar and be like, "Hey, send me." Uh... Unless you're in DC. <clears throat> yeah. The, the correct answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> I just winked to him, FYI. Yeah. Fuck prohibition. <laughs> yeah. No, they're archaic laws, but I mean they have a they have a purpose. That, you know. Yeah, I mean that's a whole another long-winded conversation, but that's the next episode. You to, yeah, you have to hear hear by that SLA laws and everything like that. So there's reasons for it. And um, so I mean, what are you what are you guys' hours of operation here? Um, we open up three. During the week, we open up at one during Saturday and Sunday, and we close at four every night. Every single night. Yeah. Nice. Um, happy hours till seven o'clock every day. Um, and yeah, that's food service until 2 a.m. on the weekends, midnight up until Thursday, or up until Wednesday, and then Thursdays till one o'clock, 2 a.m. the other nights. Nice. And now you guys have a uh, One Mile House Society. Oh, can, that's my favorite. Can, can you tell us about that and I what, do. what inspired that? I would love to. Um, so it's a mug club in all essence of the word you know it's basically the gist of it is come in here open up your account have a hundred different beers full pours of course um of course and yeah and uh and just go through a journey and and, you know by the end of it like we've had like so many people come in here that like literally are like newer light drinkers that may work in the industry you know and they come in here this is their neighborhood local bar like their after work bar and they're like they'll start trying it and then all of a sudden by 50 they're like i'm into beer and then by 100 they're like i know everything about beer and then you're That's like no you great. don't but you know, here's your mug so so we get a it's a, a silver tankard that we engrave their name onto and it oh, hangs wow. on top of the bar so once you get it it's yours you're immortalized for life we'll never take it down um i think we have a little bit over 100 people that have successfully met the challenge wow um we just started a bigger one that's 300, and you get oh, a gold tanker wow. with your name on it. Um, you keep track of all this? Level What's two. That? You keep track of this? Uh, sort of. We, you know, it's, it's literally paper and pencil still, okay. but we have binders behind the bar. Like once you sign up, you're logged in. And right, right, right. There's many varying degrees of books, and wow. then once you hit like 80, you go into like the championship league, where like that's, that's so like cool. when you're super serious and. Because you have a lot of people that sign up and then don't, then don't do it. But we never throw, like, like, unless it's been, like, three years since your last beer, we won't throw away your sheet. You know, so we'll always live here. Right. Um, so is it just 100 different beers, or is it specific? No, there's no specific, like, it's not. Like, it's basically just have 100 different beers. Okay. But they, like, you can't repeat. Like, 
We've had people where we've audited their list when they're at 100. We're like, ah, oh, you've had two of the same beers. Sorry. Yeah. Gotta, there's, there's a place in Pittsburgh that does something kind of like that where they would have the system track it. You could have two of any kind. Yeah. But once you hit 75, you got, like, you know, you you finished your round, basically. Right. Gotcha. But again, at that point, you're trying 30, 40 new beers, yes. ideally, if yeah. not more. And, a lot of it's, and it's, it was fun. It was It's the challenge, it's, right? It is, Everybody is into it, you know? You put competition with booze. I mean, for anyone that's been in college... You know that that's like we've all played beer. We've yeah, all played sure. we've all played. When you put that together, it's kind of like that, but hopefully in a more sophisticated way. But um, it is like, but like the the goal is to create community, right? And then so everyone who has the mug, the majority of the people know who each other are right. too. You know, we post it on social media. Like anytime a new person's got their mug, a lot of the other members like like it or you know tweet at them or right. instagram at them and facebook them and be like congrats you know welcome to the club and um it's just it's a really just cool organic way of bringing a lot of people together yep and you're doing it through beer and i think we got to sign up for this guys yeah i i highly recommend doing yeah. it i personally <laughs> i don't have one because i work here but that's um, a shitty excuse i know <laughs> <laughs> but you have to earn it like my mom doesn't have one she doesn't get an honorary mug she's my mom. <laughs> you gotta earn it you have to drink the you gotta drink the hundred beers. Yeah, no, no favorites here. Come on. No favorites. Yeah. I mean, I, I could, but then you're you're thumbing your nose at all the other hundred people that did. So, what was the inspiration behind it? You were guys just kind of like, you know, we want. I mean, it's been done before. It's not like it's a brand new identity, but uh, the inspiration, honestly, was when I lived in DC. I went to this bar called Old Glory in Georgetown, and they had a bourbon club, and I literally went there two weeks before I moved to New York, which kind of sucked because I signed up for the thing. I didn't realize I was moving to New York. And uh, I went in there and it was like 80 bourbons. And if you tried all 80 bourbons, you got your name on a plaque. It was like a, like the desk thing, you know, um, right. you know just like vice president, you know. So it was like that, like that plaque and they had them all over the bar. And I was like, this is so cool. I was like, why is everyone's names on it? And I asked the bartender, he's like, oh, it's the, our bourbon club. So... Sign up for it, have wow. 80 bourbons, and you get your name up on the, on the wall. And it sounds easy. I just thought about it, like, you know, just being in the industry. I'm like, how cool would it be to have your name immortalized? Like, the, the biggest thing is not taking it down, you know? Like, right. Once you make it, like, you're there for life. So, God willing, this bar's around in 20 years, and we got, you know, a young, you know, mid-20s guy that's been hanging out here. He goes away for 10 years, has a family, whatever. He comes back and like, oh, that's Shit, my mug it's right still there. there. You know yeah, I mean? it's still that's there. cool. Still there, part of the history. Yeah, it's oh, just yeah. like being a part. It's just another way um, to have the community here, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So now what, what do you envision the future of One Mile House to be? I kind of want to stay true to what I'm doing right now. I don't want to change real much. Like, I think we got a good group people. I think we have a good... Um, way of doing things I don't like I mean obviously you have to listen to your, your guests and and change with the times but I would really like to keep it the way it is to be honest with you we keep doing what we're doing well I mean you know, the place is packed you guys serve great beers I I couldn't think of anything to change I mean it's, a, it's no, definitely not at all. definitely I mean, a great spot if you have spot. ideas I'll take them I'll listen to them I just, hey I got uh, plenty host beer today beer tomorrow you know <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, this is only my third time here. I was here, like I said, before I moved up to town. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just in the neighborhood, and Foursquare said, it's a good beer bar. Yeah. And I walked in, and I was like, yeah, it's a yeah. good beer bar. And then I came up for the CBS event, which was amazing. Oh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. What, 
I think what impressed me most, aside from you know having the amazing list you had, was I had a friend come by later after the first insane rush, and there was still stuff to go around. People yeah. could still get to experience that beer, which is not a common beer. Yeah, it's hard. Like I've done events where things have kicked in like thirty minutes, and to not ha- be able to give something to somebody that they want, and they're coming there, and a half hour late is everyone's constantly a half hour late in New York, you know. Right. And, so I think what you do is you kind of just, we've learned our lessons throughout the years in doing like, you know, crazy events like that is you just lower the ounces, you know, instead of doing eight ounce pours, you do five ounce pours. And nice. People are there to just taste the beer and appreciate it. So right. if you can figure out a way, and, and then founders also made bigger kegs, which is, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> but like, but to, to lower the ounceage and get more going and having more people, like the worst thing to, to tell a guest is no, you know, right. no, you can't have that or no, you can't do that. Like. We are in the yes business, you know. We want we want Always. to make everybody happy, but it happens. I mean, you get something that a thousand people want, and you, you run out. Have two hundred of them or one hundred of them. It's yeah. Well, you it's come tough. place like this, though. There's plenty of good beer to go around, right? Yeah, if you we ran out of one. Try to keep the list more. where there's there's a secondary great one too, and a third, you know, and all of them, you know. We do have a bigger go home kind of philosophy with our takeovers <laughs> and, and whatnot. It's, we know we're doing them. We're going to store kegs that we can sell her and bring out the big hitters and and do what we, you know, try to make it an overall overload of your brain, you know, when you look at the list. Uh, I'm sure. A side sure. note, these Parmesan truffle flies are amazing, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I can't look- eat cheese, and I'm just sitting here smelling it the whole time. Uh, yeah. And I'm they, like, they look pretty good. I was only they a little hungry, but now I'm starving because that shit sounds <laughs> awesome. I've been devouring them one <laughs> by one. Like, There's a good answer to that. If anyone asks us why we don't do wings, it's because of that. Because wings, protein, kill an oil. They just destroy the oil. Yeah. And yeah. it has to be at a higher temp. So we're because we don't do any kind of protein in our fryer, we can drop the temperature down, which really? makes the fries wow. that, that much better. better. Yeah. yeah. So, so now you, you mentioned you have a, another venture in the works. Mm-hmm. Is that something you can speak about? I can, yeah. Um, it's still in the works. Time frame is still a juggling act. But... Uh, we have a place called Rivercrest, which is named after a, an old asylum in the 1900s in Dittmar's Boulevard. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Astoria. Hey, my home. So we're, yeah. we're hopefully getting this thing rolling in the spring, maybe the summer. We'll see how it all shakes out. But uh, it is going to be same craft beer program as here. Um, I'll be picking out all the beers. Um, we're going to do... Probably even more elevated cocktail program than we do here. Trying to find our mixologists as we speak. Kind of want to empower one guy to just go crazy. Um, nice. Food will be similar but different. Same chef. He's actually partnering up with us in there. Um, we'll have TVs. We don't have TVs here. So I'll get to watch my Eagles win another Super Bowl. <laughs> in that place. And the you know, but it'll be limited. Like, you know, there's going to be no sports center on. You know, like, right. It's, right. Hard, it's that hard balance with a sports bar is... I've never owned one, but I feel like that's going to be the biggest struggle is like turning the TVs off and letting people talk. The beautiful thing about one mile house is there's no TVs and you're forced to talk to the person to the right ear. Yeah, to the right. Idea. Oh, you yeah, got to have a conversation. conversation. People aren't exactly. used to that anymore. Some of my yeah. favorite was, bars anymore are that, honestly. Yeah. Too many people are, are married to their phones now. People who are really into craft beer, they're into that experience. Yeah. And a lot of these places that have 20, 30 TVs, you're going in there, like they're serving shitty beer. And, you yeah. know, I think it's a totally different vibe. You go to a place like this, you want to you want to savor what you're drinking. You want to enjoy it. You want to experience it by yourself or with people or within a group. 
and I think that's what craft beer is all about. I mean, if I can cut you off for a second, I'm just looking down the left, down the hall, and I see about eight to ten people just huddled up, just talking about beer. Yeah, that's what they do. And it's good too. Like, I mean, think about beer bars. Like, it's a great introduction line. Like, hey, what are you drinking? Right. Like, you don't have to know the guy to the left of you, but you know you're there for an experience. So you're like, yeah. Hey, what are you drinking? Oh, and you're like, boom. Instant friends. Right. I live in the neighborhood. Oh, I'll yeah. see you here next week. Or, you yeah. know, like, yep. It's great. I, I mean, I go out all the time. So, Perry, and, you know, you're on a terrific streak, right? You want to talk about that? Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, it's not really a terrific streak. It's just kind of the common. But I, I work from home, so I go out every night. Because once you're working at home all day, you just need to get the hell out of your apartment. Oh, of course. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, after traveling for the years I did, I was used to just, you know, you get your job done and then you go see what you can see in the city. I'm still new to the city. There's still a lot to see. Right. So I still go out pretty much every night. And, I mean, with Craft Beer Week, it wasn't even a que- or New York City Beer Week, it wasn't even a question. Like, there's yeah. so many events. I was trying to see as many as I could. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm like two straight weeks of going out every night at least. Like, uh, that's that's not uncommon for me. I'll take the off day here and there just to take a breather. A but, you know, it's Jesus. just, you know, I go, but I shit. love going out and just meeting people like you said. Like, yeah. I think... Yeah, just this week alone, I've met five different people just hanging out at bars, you know, enjoying good beers and right, right. bullshitting about what's going on, you know? So I mean, it's, it's always a good time when you have that because people are interested. They want to talk about beer. They want to talk about, you know, the place you're at, what's coming up. Like, you know, what's your story? What are you here for, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you hit a bunch of spots this week for, for NYC Beer Week, right? Yeah. I mean, I had loftier goals. I was trying to do, like, two a night. <laughs> that that failed because I caught a bit of a bug, but you got to ask uh, Chris O'Leary from Brew York how to do that. That dude is amazing. I'm hitting like multiple spots in one night. Yeah. Oh my god, he's hit over like a thousand breweries. Like he's uh, he's been in every fifty state. Like wow, huge pioneer for craft beer too. Like, but he does that like exactly what you're doing. Like he goes, he does his day job, he goes out and boom, and he's tries to hit it, but he's really successful at it. I don't know how he does wow, it. I, I can't. I'm too old for that shit. I go home. <laughs> And pray to God I have something good in the fridge. <laughs> and that's it. See, I, I got the opposite problem. I got a beer fridge full of beer, and I'm never home to drink it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah you, you don't necessarily drink that much at home, but you go out and drink, whereas, you know, you, you, you'll load up the fridge, and, and you know, you'll pound some store-bought or brewery-bought beers. Oh, we fuck. All right, speaking of that. Oh, here we go. Round this number the, four. <laughs> it's complicated being a wizard. From uh, beer company. Yeah. Harry Potter inspired, maybe. Huh. I hope it's magical. I better be at this point. <laughs> really, at this point, it doesn't matter. <laughs> How long we've been here? It's oh, been a good time. Go. Look at that. That is that is a clever move right there. Move. I, it's the tikus, man. I just I just bought there. my first tiku. I'm gonna remember glass. that from now Cheers. on. Cheers. Cheers. And yeah, the tiku is a magical glass. That's for sure. Oh, it's the sexiest glass in the world. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's kind of cool now. You see a lot of the breweries doing these Tiku giveaways. And uh, most recently, um, Five Boroughs did it, right? They, they, they did their uh, Class of 17. 17 yeah. yeah, I grabbed yeah. one of those. Nice. That was, that yeah. was uh, an awesome design. It's just such an appealing way. I feel it's like wine drinkers have these great glasses. Yeah. And it's like beer drinkers. I mean, you know, you have the glasses. They're nice. But finally, you have something that's comparable, you know? I mean, it's a sexy fucking glass. Sexy Very. glass. Well designed. Just looks good. But yeah, wine wine drinkers like they got all the kinds of glasses. Fuck this, wine drinkers. This is an all-purpose glass. So you can drink almost any style on this. This I mean, is very good, by the way. Yeah. This one you like? This, this one? Yeah, yeah. Very good. I mean, I liked everything we had. 
But and, and what I liked about the diversity amongst the craft beer scene, I mean, we had a bunch of IPAs, and they were all different in their own right. They were yeah, all, this one's way more forward. Yeah. Yeah, they, I agree. And, and, and they, they definitely... It, it's interesting. It's, it's the same style, but, the, but, but there's these differences. Some of them are subtle. Some of them are more pronounced. But that's the great thing about craft beer. That's why I love IPAs. Oh, of course. You get so many variations. It is, and you know, the, definitely, it's been sitting on the table too, so it's a little warmer. The, the flavors open up a little bit yeah. more. You're not, they're not numbed out. Um, That's the thing. If you drink them too cold, sometimes you really get the full effect. Yeah, it's a problem. Yeah. You got to let it warm a little bit. I really yeah. unlocked those flavors. Did we finish talking about your new venture and and what you got? Oh, I think sort of. I don't know how. This is I sidetrack all the time. Sorry. <laughs> Wait, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that tends to happen when Pri- you have a bunch of beer. When you have beer right? we, we sidetracked with the uh, TVs, but is yes, it, was so there anything TVs, else yeah. you wanted to talk about? about no, the absolutely. I mean, I think it's going to be a great addition to the neighborhood. And the best thing about Astoria is like people are really excited for us to be there, and we're really excited to open whenever the hell that is. And now we said fuck. It would have been fine. Yeah. And, and now what fuck that is. <laughs> um, so now where where you said Dittmar's Boulevard? Dittmar's Boulevard. Uh, between 35th, like on uh, it's the old Acropolis. Uh, ah, oh ah, shit! It's the old Top Tomato. Ah, yeah. G- grew up, grew up right in the Acropolis. Lovely. Uh, the Acropolis. The, yeah. the Acropolis. The Acropolis. So wait, it's gonna be the old Top Tomato. Get the fuck shit. out of here! Wow. <laughs> so right next to, I hope I don't butcherize this, the Coclatus. Yeah, right yeah, it's it? close enough. It's in uh, it's close enough. Uh, beer and cheese, right? Right well, the well, they're, 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 right down the block. Yeah. they're opening up right next to the Greek seafood restaurant, but beer and cheese is right down the block. Yeah, yeah. yeah. those wow. guys are great. I love the story of beer and cheese. Uh, grew up right there, 21st Avenue, 35th crazy. Street. Nice. Grew, up, grew up in the Acropolis. Yeah, how many police? Forget it. Yeah, no, we we moving on. we had a, we had an interesting childhood. Let's just put it that way. But uh, yeah, wow, man, that, it's that's gonna, it's gonna be a good beer. Like, I just, we'll shout out to Barrier; they're gonna be doing a special just house beer for us too. That's awesome. Really figured out what it's gonna be. That but is awesome. We'll let everyone know. Um, and shout out to Barrier; cool. we're gonna be there on the twenty fourth of this oh, month. Nice. Hey, Say hello to all those guys for me. Oh, I definitely will. Evan's fucking master, and Mike is one of the, you know a good friend of mine as well, and. They're just killing it out there. Brian Wingett works for them now. Yeah, and most importantly, they make good beer. So that's all that matters. That's all that cares about anything else. I'm so fucking excited about this. Anyone that makes bad beer, yes, for sure. Like especially with that collab, it's you know, it was a match made in heaven. But I'm I'm fucking, I'm so excited. You you bringing bringing a spot to uh, where where I grew up. I mean, that's fucking amazing. I, I mean, that was my my goal. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I went to bring it, you know, a beer bar right to where your heart and where you. This live. was the big surprise for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I didn't want to tell you because it was because he knew because exactly I, yeah, where I, you live before. I yes. did a background check on you and where you grew up. And I'm calling yeah. bullshit on all of this. <laughs> major, major bullshit. Can, 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 I, can, bullshit. can we not dream? Look, a story. What I love about a story, uh, yeah, bullshit is good. But what what I love about a story is that the neighborhood has changed so much and it's just evolved. I mean, from when I grew up. To the lat to when I left, and you know my parents, they still. What, so it's still not all Greek. No, that's not, it's not all. Greek. My, fucking liar. My parents. <laughs> no, story is everything now. Story is super diverse. My parents still go back. One of the best food parts of New York City. I mean, yeah. Manhattan. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? it's- and even even the, the the beer scene there. I mean, not too far from there is Single Cut, mm-hmm. and right all these other places that uh, that opened up um, that serve beer, like like a story beer and cheese, and all these other places. So it's a, it's a great place to be and. It's uh, it's definitely a place that's growing, evolving, and expanding. Oh, it totally! Like, I feel like Queens like gets like a bad rap with beer bars. There's a, a lot of really good beer bars in Astoria, uh, in Queens, Astoria, and whatnot. 
Um, everyone tends to focus on Manhattan and Brooklyn, you yeah. know. And there are definitely more, and there's more grandiose, you know, but Astoria's coming up big time, and, you know, I think hopefully we really help that out, too, you know, bring in really good beer. Well, yeah, and, and, and you know, and another re- a reason why Astoria diversified and grew was because of its proximity to the city. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's cheaper than the city. And it's some you places. Know, yeah. It's it's about <laughs> some places. Yes, uh, they've been changing a lot. Yeah, but it's less than fifteen minutes away to the first stop into the city. So I mean, I live in Queens. I love it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I moved to Queens, Sunnyside. Um, nice. Right before my son was born. Very so nice. that was over seven years ago, <laughs> and I love it. I, I I think it's a great great neighborhood. They're kind of in need of a good beer bar. They um, they could use so another good beer. That'll definitely. be the next one. Sunnyside. Yeah, I've got a good buddy in a story as well, and I was. I stayed up there for a few days when I was kind of checking out the city before I moved up. And yeah, like you said, there are some good spots, but they're a little few and far between, like harder yeah, to find, right? It's like, a huge, they're it's a there. Huge borough, but, too. Like, if you think yeah. about like, you can, I think you can fit all the other four boroughs inside of Queens. Oh, yeah, it's Queens definitely the biggest. Huge, though, it's but, massive. And it's, and it's the most diverse, not, not yeah. just borough, but it's the most diverse, probably location on earth if you look at the languages. Yeah. For miles and all that that's, that's going on there. That's why the food's so good. Yeah. And that's why the food is so good. Yeah. Uh, we're just talking about the diversity of, of uh, Queens and um, how, how yeah, I mean, it's, it's there's a lot that can still happen in Queens. I think, you know, obviously Manhattan is Manhattan and then Brooklyn has exploded yeah. over the years. And I think Queens is somewhat overlooked and there's a lot that Queens has to offer. I think they're yeah. slowly kind of sprouting up. I think all over have, the place. The thing, like my wife's from Queens, so she'll tell you Queens has always been busy. You know, I mean, well, it's Queens always has. been like you know a great neighborhood, and and it is, and it's. But I think just like in the beer scene, it's it has this stigma of like lacking. But like I said, there's so many good beer bars in in Queens. And I have to and, also we, we shouted out single cut. I also have to say shout out to Iconic. It's yeah, another good brewery Bruno there. Daddy. Bruno Daddy. Yeah. Isn't that not <laughs> the best beer name of all time? Yes. It's just a release of like in the. It's just the best name general in the beer industry, yeah. in my opinion. Bruno Daddy. Yeah. It's and really he's a DJ, name. too. He is a DJ. And a bike rider. He's and one of the bike yeah. rider. I have a question. He so delivers I- his kegs, like, the same day <laughs> by bike. That's yeah. crazy. So I, would just, I just stepped foot in your bathroom, uh-huh. and I wanted to take pictures, not selfies, but your walls are covered in... You want to do a Kim Kardashian <laughs> in my bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> your walls are just covered in Please old don't, school by the way. newspaper articles. Yeah. It's kind of the theme, like, the, the Prohibition, like, yeah. they're all from the 30s. They're all legit. They're all real ones. That's awesome. Um, eBay's a beautiful thing, you know, when you're yeah. opening up a bar. I was going to say, where the hell did you ideas. find all this shit? Yeah, we just found a guy on eBay that had just, like, piles and piles of, uh, of papers from the 30s. Wow. And we bought, like, a big thing from him. They shipped it here. Unfortunately, the pictures were a lot better before people started drawing dicks all over them. Yeah. <laughs> that tends to happen in bars, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, this is my name. I'm the greatest. And, you know... No one cares. <laughs> but so we've had to no, that put was cool, though. more editorials up. And so it's kind of taken away from the original look of it. But it still has a, a, no, it's it's a cool, cool little man. vibe to it. Yeah, I mean, you you, you got to go out there and, and I, drain your lizard. I can't wait to use this guy's bathroom. Yeah. But, but I, mean, <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, it ties into what you were saying before, right? I mean, the whole history of the one mile house yeah. and it's going back a, to that it's time. It's an old neighborhood, too. Like, there's so much that's going on in this neighborhood. This place was a brothel, I think, in like the 1800s. Yes, so. all right. Excellent. I think so. I don't. I don't, I don't read, so don't take my word for. It. Don't take my word for it. But that's what I. That's what people have told me. So I, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to bust this out, but do you, do you guys want to hear me. all the different 
references of Delancey Street. Please in, bust in it out. Movies and come on. <laughs> in <laughs> movies and shows. Wax the bottle while I do this. So I'll take a break and open. So we already talked about the A Team, which was one of the greatest shows ever, right? So in addition to that, in 1988, the Disney animated film. Sorry, do you think B A Baracus stands for Barrel Aids Baracus? I thought it was I, Beer I Advocate Baracus. Beer, beer Advocate Baracus. That was pretty good. That's what I call my little link on, on my phone to that. Club Lang. <laughs> You're a bum, Rock. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, in, in the 1988 Disney animated film Oliver and Company, the song sung by Dodger, apparently Billy Joel, Why Should I Worry, mentions the street. One minute I'm in Central Park, then I'm down on Delancey Street. Oh. Oh, look at that. Hey, yo. That crafty Billy Joel fuck. In, uh... <laughs> Also in 1988, the film Crossing Delancey's was a romantic comedy focusing on the different shades of urban life in the area. 1992, Disney films Newsies, the song Carrie, the banner, contains the line Harlem to Delancey. I don't know what that reference is, but uh, I guess we'll have to check that out. The 1994 film Rhythm Thief opens on Delancey Street and features a foot chase down the block. A 1974 episode of the TV series McCloud was titled Shivery... On Delancey Street. Can we go back to uh, 2015 when Chris Savino got punched in the face on the corner? That's true. We we, we went to the. <laughs> I, think I saw that. We we, we went to, uh, 2015. We uh, we went to the Bowery Room for a show. Uh, what's that? Bowery Ballroom next door. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was the reason why we took the space. To be honest with you. <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was underground hip hop show. Guys from Philly, Jedi Mind Tricks. Yep. And um, we 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 were we met uh, near Church Street. And we were getting kind of wasted there. And then we went over and apparently Chris was like screaming. He was just yelling things like incoherently out of the window of, of a cab because we, t- we, t- we cabbed it down there. I don't even remember what he was yelling, but he was just yelling He's something. calling people like, like, you're a bitch or some <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and, then, and then some guy literally apparently heard him. He was like, I ain't no bitch, punches him in the face and then runs away. And, oh, and so it was, was a bitch. It, it, was, yeah. it was the funniest. <laughs> and then we, we all <laughs> hopped out of the cab. Right yeah. We hopped out of the cab. And, well, I had a bad leg, so I couldn't run. Everybody just chases kind of as I'm hobbling down the street trying to catch everybody. That yeah, street. Chris is an asshole. <laughs> but, uh, so next on your list. So great promotion of the neighborhood. Thank yes, you yes no problem. Next, Well, well, look, it's going to get better because in, in 1997, the film Mimic, directed by Guillermo del Toro, is partially set on Delancey Street. That was a terrible movie, by the way. Mimic was all right. I don't think you've right. seen it. Exactly. It was the roach. It was the roach. It was like a big like bug thing that could... Yeah, like it. I said, it was a terrible oh, movie. I see that. I like... No. Savino, uh, I never saw that, but I know Savino. the name. Savino. <laughs> yeah, Mira Savino. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mimic 2 sucked. Mimic 1 was pretty good. Where the face was like a person. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. So what are we drinking here? I'm sorry, but this is amazing. Is this the barley this wine? another historical fact of, of Delancey Street. Let's um, go. We got uh, Behemoth from Three Floyds. Oh, my God. My favorite barley wine. Wow, planet. this is great. I, mm. I think I've had almost every iteration of this beer throughout the years. This is terrific. Every year they come out with it. Black I love the barley wine. Oh, it's so good. My favorite used to be Thomas Hardy's Ale. Oh, so good. That was too. a great beer. They stopped making that, right? They're, from I what think, I heard. You know I, what? I, I'm like a pretend that I know. No, I, I don't, well, I, thank I, you for, I, at least. I had I heard they're honest. I heard they did, but then I heard something that they were trying to like bring it back but they fucking better you know i drink a lot so don't take my that word for yeah, it. yeah yeah no. that was that was my go-to when i used to go to spot and dive yeah great bar. yeah i remember that oh my god spot and that was great we bar. gotta do a show there in the we backyard should. smoking a cigarette 
<laughs> We've done that before there. Um, I was oh, there for a Zwanzi day. That'd be an epic show. Yeah. Oh, it definitely Zwanzi day there? Oh, my God. Oh, oh one last one. One, one last, last one. Last Completely one. meaningless you, fact that you, you don't promise? need to know. So Christy Delancey uh, was thought to be a woman's name by several characters in the 2000 film Happy Accidents. hey Heyo. That's what I was. Yeah. <laughs> Starring Vincent D'Onofrio and Marissa Tomei. And uh, until it's revealed to be a reference to the, corny of Christ, uh, to the corner of Christy and Delancey Street. So. Wow. Multiple re- And then I'm not going to get into it, but there's references in music as well. There's a ton to Delancey the Street. in general. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and even um, in comic books. Fantastic Four, but they don't call it Delancey Street. They called it Yancey Street, but Whoa. same shit. But, uh, yeah, it's an iconic place, and, and I think we can all safely agree One Mile House being here makes it that much better. Honestly? Oh, yeah. This is a hidden gem. Here we go. Hidden Thank gem, you. man. Appreciate it. Cheers That's to you, I said brother. When Foursquare gave me the Cheers. hit, it was definitely the right choice. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this beer is phenomenal. That's good. Oh, my God. This is very, very good. So Cheers. I'm going to be making my my way down here very often I've, I moved I'm in Flushing now so I'm further away than I was before from the city but just coming down here today you realize all the hidden gems that there are all over the place just walking around walking through the streets and even in fucking Penn Station and things like that you find these That's little nooks and it's just you don't get this anywhere else like yeah I love Queens and I love my neighborhood except for all the laundromats I guess you want to say um, but <laughs> It's nothing like being down here. Well, what I really like about this place is that, you know, from the outside, it may not appear that big, but you actually can, can get the best of both worlds. You can get the, the the bar vibe where it's kind of packed and people are all kind of next to each other and vibing and chilling. But then if you go towards the back, you actually do have these intimate spaces, too. Yeah, little nooks and crannies. Little nooks and crannies. And, and I love that. Muffins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah no, definitely very, very cool. I love this place. Yeah. No, this um, is awesome. Your your beer list is phenomenal. Absolutely. I, I mean, what ties what? in what I wanted to do in the very beginning? Right. Ones. You guys have smiles on your faces. Right? Oh, oh I mean, man. Yeah, oh yeah, we're, we're smiling <laughs> a lot. Somebody over have there. a freaking fry because I can't yeah, finish all this shit. So so you know, I know we covered a lot. Yeah. We've, we've been doing this over an hour now, and it's been a hell of a good time. So is, is there anything else that you want our audience to know? Anything else that hasn't been said about this fine establishment that you would like to say? The address is 10 Delancey, New York, New York, 10002. All right. (laughs) There you go. No, absolutely. It's just come by. If you haven't been here before and you love crap beer, uh, come by and see us. We've got a great staff. We'll take care of you. Um, Broaden your horizons. We're we're trying to get you guys off mentally with beer and and spirits and food. And everybody's been very hospitable since we walked in. Yeah, the staff has been great. Yeah. Great environment. And yeah. So before, before they even knew who we were, obviously, big stars. Right. Beer today, beer <laughs> no, right. No. Of course. So even before that, they were very hospitable, very very cool, very laid back vibe. Um, it's, how do, it's how do they place. find you online? Um, online, we have our website, which is onemilehousenyc.com, and then mostly like it's social media. We're really, I think. Uh, I won't say aggressive, but like we, we post a lot. We, you know, we do Instagram and and Twitter and Facebook, all at one milehouse nyc dot com. Nice. Or one, NYC. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's it. All our events are always posted on Facebook, Untapped, Beer Advocate, Beer Menus are kind of like our platforms that we. You have anything big coming up? 
You know what? I don't like anything for March. We have. I think we might be doing a little brew dog back in New York. They're coming back into the scene. Nice. Um, so we might be doing a little event with them. Um, obviously, our sour event's coming up in May. April showers bring May sours. Yeah, yeah. May. Yeah. May. Uh, and then after that, we kind of roll into our hot dog event in June, and we do another thing in July, and then August is our pig roast, and then we kind of roll back into the big time beer events. But That's when's awesome. the pig roast? That sounds pig roast is always the the Saturday before Labor Day weekend. Nice. Very nice. So it's the, basically the last bar weekend of the year. All right. Very, very nice. Story day. Somebody starts, everything normally starts at 3 o'clock and get here and have some good hog and pop it up with some beers. And you guys yeah. have a patio? We do, yeah. It's like about an 18C patio. Wow. It's, uh, this width, would be a fucking dope spot in the summer. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh, man. And it's nice, too. There's a lot of trees in the, the, the property behind it, so it gives a lot of shade. Um, so even in the hot months you get a little of, the, cover. of the summer, yeah. it, it gives you a nice little cool area. And that's but. hard to come by, you know, on a, on, a, on a street as busy and as a section of Manhattan that's as busy as this. Yeah, having I was outdoor away space, that we were able to do it. Even in a, in, a, in a bar in Manhattan, how often do you really get something like that? Have a little yeah. beer garden in the back. That's yeah. sweet. Super rare. It's normally yeah. never. It's not easy for guys to get stuff like that unless it's already existing or something. Right. Like that. Yeah. No, it's true. We're yeah. very lucky. Our community board is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> So we've taken down some very high-quality beers here today. Absolutely. Yeah. See, was that all, it? Was that it? I just looked around and I was just like, God, guys, every, guys everything's just guess, tasted amazing. Everything's been tasting great. Oh, and, fantastic beers. Yeah, I mean, all, all around. Great place, great vibe. Um, we got to finish it off with one good big one. Can't hey, oh, that's what she yeah. said. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even over. know what year it is. It has it on the core. So 2014. So wow. yes, can you can you tell us what we're what we're wrapping this all up with? Yeah, I mean it's I know Vigarone is one of my favorite from Cantillon. Um, you know, the phone and you know their classic goos and, and whatnot. Uh, it's the best lambic brewery in the world. And, oh yeah, you know, they've been wow. doing it for That's years. Some high praise. And you know, I think any beer person, I don't want to say nerd too much. But, uh, Nerd, any geek. you know, beer geek that we, we loves prefer goon. sour beers. I, I love I the word enthusiast. It makes you sound less shitty. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we're not. We're not you mask your alcoholism <laughs> with enthusiasm. Um, Are you an alcoholic? No, I'm no, a I'm beer an enthusiast. enthusiast. <laughs> well, I always say this too. It's like it's a great excuse for for people to go out and be like, "Oh, I'm going to a beer event," just masking going out. Right. Back in the day, it was like, "I'm going to the bar." Yeah. You, get, you know, you get hammered or whatever. You get <laughs> no, these are, I, I have to try all these beers. Right. You're, you're having a acceptable. craft beer experience. Yeah. Uh -huh. like, They're releasing no new beers. Be, like, you can imagine, like, your, your dad telling your mom, like, I have to go out and try these Miller High Lifes. Because <laughs> if I don't, I'm going to, like, miss out on a life experience. And it's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's an excuse to drink, too. But um, Yeah. But, you know, those are the best excuses. Yeah, I look for them every day of my life. <laughs> wow so um as we as we're sort of winding down here in in our uh, extended show today yeah perry any, any any thoughts i mean like i said i've only been here a handful of times always had a good time oh, this good. is definitely a spot to go honestly manhattan even though you'll you know it's all over new york you're gonna find good stuff everywhere 
but this is one of the, you know, the higher tier in my mind. If you're going to go out for a good beer in the city, this is one of the places you definitely should go. I appreciate definitely. that. Absolutely. Definitely. Hands down. And, uh, and Pete, it's been, it's been a minute um, since you've been on the show. Yeah. One of the OG BTBT goons. Hell How yeah. you feeling? I mean, you know, same shit, different toilet. Yeah, I mean, we're just drinking good beers, talking shit, and, uh, and having a blast. This is, uh, you know, I've been around a few spots, and this is one of the top ones. You know, I was thinking about it on the way, you know, in Manhattan. Where have I gone that really has some quality shit? And, you know, I've never been here until today. Um, you know, Ginger Man's up there on my list. I love that place. And, what were you uh, waiting for? You know, this is your first time here? Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I don't make it down this way that often. Usually I'm driving to AC, driving right by this spot, trying to get to the tunnel. So, no, nah, man, you got, a, you got a great staff. You have some great product, good food, good beer. Much what else can you that, ask man. for? Much appreciate it. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And, I mean, I just, you know, I, I echo the sentiments of these gentlemen here. Great place, great beer. These fries look amazing. I have not had uh, – I haven't broke yet. I haven't had one for the last 45 minutes that's been staring at me. I can't wait to try some. But beer's phenomenal. Who said the, these are yours? Hey, it's my turn. <laughs> the ambiance, phenomenal. It's a great spot. Man, I if wish you, everybody talked about my, my place like you guys. Don't worry. Great. We're going to all go on Yelp right yeah, after this. Yeah. Up reviews, <laughs> we're going to go on Yelp. Be like, hi. I'm, I'm not going to read it. But yeah, no, that's all right. I'm like, oh, I'm an asshole that has nothing better to do than talk about other people's businesses. Here's my thing. Mm-hmm. No, but this is a great place. If we didn't like it, we, we'd, we'd probably wait till you got up and then we'd badmouth it. But we're not going to do that because this, this place. <laughs> no, I totally all, appreciate it. In all seriousness, this, this place is a great place. I've been here before. It's been a while, but fantastic beers, great ambiance. I mean, honestly, if you're a craft beer head, what more could you ask for? Right. Uh, so definitely, if you haven't been, come down to One Mile House. And if, it's, if you've been here and it's been a while, then, you know. What the fuck are you waiting for? Exactly. Come back. There's a lot of good beers waiting for you. Great experiences, good times, and uh, good food. Definitely. And a great bathroom. And smile if you like it. I yeah, yeah. Pete really digs that bathroom. Oh, I so. love that bathroom. Some great views from that toilet. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. He's in Just there do what fucking... you're supposed to do in the bathroom. Don't do anything else, please. He's Kim Kardashian the fucking place. He's doing <laughs> selfies, posting them and shit. Duck what? face and all that shit. Oh, Prost- man. Just smell Prostate this. Awareness Month. Yeah. <laughs> is it? I don't think it's prostate awareness. Oh, man. If it is, now I'm aware. So. <laughs> well, we, we are That's all what aware. I'm here for, <laughs> yeah. to make sure we're aware. Yeah. Check that prostate. Come on. It's a lot of money in that for health insurance companies, by the way. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. It's all part of these uh, state-mandated HEDIS and QAR and STARS things. But I think we were on a tangent. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. But. If people get prostate... If you get a prostate exam... Your health insurance company loves you. Let's just put it that Good way. Good to know. Yeah, just get sick. Then your health insurance company loves you. <laughs> yeah. Man, this is so good. Yeah. This is... Today. I haven't had a... Brussels, Belgium. I haven't dad. had a Kintian in a little while. And it, yeah. Wow. I'm like I'm mad. Now that going. I think about it, I'm mad. I don't want to try to pronounce it, but... Vigneron? Vigneron? No, Vigneron. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can't pronounce anything that's not... <laughs> what I learned in, in kindergarten. So. But uh, this is a fantastic, fantastic brew. It's a great way to end it. So, yeah. yeah I mean, the beer's actually kind of timed out perfectly. It yeah, did. Like, we got, like, the, the last beer at the last, at the very end. That's, you can't ask for that. Wait, there's no more? Fade to black. 
Oh, there's tons <laughs> after, we show, oh. after we hit the there's end no, button. Then we'll no, go to the bar. And yeah, yeah. yeah. There's room on the table. Oh, yeah. But there might be like oh. a, a ton of kegs downstairs. Oh, right. <laughs> there's a few. There's, a few. there's <laughs> only 30 taps. That's it. You know. Uh, so, you know. I mean, no maybe you'll finish them tonight. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, great show. Beer today, beer tomorrow. One Mile House, Delancey Street, NYC. Great times, man. And thank you thank you so much for hosting Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow. Thank you so much. You for are a fucking phenomenal host. Salute. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers it. to that. Cheers to that, guys. And yeah, we'll be back. Stay tuned. We're going to keep bringing you great episodes, great shows, the best of local beer in New York and beyond. And yeah, man, we'll see you guys soon. See Cheers. You. Cheers. See Thanks for listening to this week's show. We really appreciate the support. Stay tuned because we've got a lot of exciting shows and special guests coming at you soon. Want to find out more about the Craft Beer Odyssey? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And of course, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Podbean. Want shirts that will have you styling and profiling? Want 16-ounce soda can-style glassware for all your craft beer drinking needs? Well, we got them at the BTBT store. It's your go-to for BTBT-branded merchandise. Visit the BTBT store at beertodaybeertomorrow.com for your exclusive shirts and glassware today. Until next week, you know what it is. Drink local, drink fresh, repeat. This is Beer Today, Beer Tomorrow, signing off. Cheers.